The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are off to a good start in February and have had some incredible conversations thus far. Certainly in these times of change, we start to look for teachers or speakers or signs and symbols even that can help guide us. And today... We're going to talk a lot about the guiding aspects of nature and how we can trust our own inner guidance and intuition. And so I'm very excited to share. And before we go into that, I just want to invite you to look at the brand new issue of 1111 Magazine. There are some incredible articles, uh, intentions, prayers, forgiveness pages, and so much more. And that is always free on the website, so definitely take part in feeding yourself with all of the beauty from so many voices around the globe. You can find out more about that at 1111mag.com. In addition, you can always find the archives listed on the show page, and they go all the way back to 2009. So we've got incredible shows that are timeless and conversations that will support your consciousness. In addition to connecting with me on social media, my handle is SimranSing1111 or 1111 Magazine. Nature and Earth are conscious, and they speak to us through our dreams, intuition, and deep longings. By opening our minds, hearts, and senses, we can consciously awaken to the magic of the wild, the rhythms of nature, and the profound feminine wisdom of the Earth. We can connect with nature spirits who have deep compassion and love for us, offering their guidance and support as we each make a journey through life. Renowned shamanic teachers Sandra Ingerman and Lynn Roberts explain how anyone can access the spirit of nature, whether through animals, plants, trees, or insects, or through other nature beings such as mist and sand. They are sharing transformative wisdom teachings from their own conversations with nature spirits, and they provide a wealth of experiential practices that allow each of us to connect with the creative power of nature. The book that we're going to be talking about today is Speaking with Nature, Awakening to the Deep Wisdom of the Earth, and it is full of rich imagery, and there are approaches that can be used in the backyard, in the wilderness, in a city park, even in your imagination, so to allow you to communicate with and seek guidance from nature, no matter where you are living. I can promise you that by communing and musing with nature, you will learn to speak to the spirit that lives in all things, bringing balance to us and the planet. The book connected to me deeply because, as you know, I wrote a book called Conversations with the Universe, and it is about the signs, symbols, and synchronicities and how everything is really speaking back to us about us. 
So I want to definitely introduce you to Sandra Ingerman. She is the author of 10 books and 7 audio programs. She's been teaching workshops internationally for more than 30 years on shamanic journeying, healing, and reversing environmental pollution using spiritual methods. She's devoted to teaching people how we can work together as a global community to bring about positive change for the planet. And we certainly need as much of that as we can get right now. Welcome, Sandra, to 1111 Talk Radio. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a pleasure um, to have this opportunity to speak to you and your audience. Well, it's an important topic, and particularly with things that are taking place today, whether environmentally, uh, whether socially, uh, whether even in our own health and wellness and our spiritual journeys. And oftentimes in our lives, we get so busy and so caught up in the things that are going on or the news that we're hearing or the chaos and negativity that we keep feeling from the fear in the collective, that we forget that there is a very rich sustenance that is around us all of the time. And it is emanating the forces of love and goodness and the nutrients and health and wealth that we each are in our own spirits. And that is nature. And so talk a little bit about how you see nature really supporting us, particularly at this time in our history? Well, um, my, uh, my passion and my work over the last 35 years has been engaging in the uh, practice of shamanism. And shamanism is the oldest spiritual practice known to humankind. Uh, we know from all the evidence that we can see around the world that the practice itself uh, began over 100,000 years ago. And it is a universal practice. And part of the practice of shamanism has been where the shaman or shamanic practitioners uh, travel into the invisible realms to speak with helping and compassionate spirits. But it was also the role of the shaman, and again, we're, we're talking about cultures everywhere around the world, to have um, a really good connection with nature because this was a way to live in harmony um, with the natural world. And I think um, what oftentimes gets to me is that we don't, we talk about our connection with nature, but we forget to talk about that we are nature. And so uh, when we go out into nature, we're really helping to get in touch with our authentic self, who, where we're, we're part of the natural world. And in our, the times that we're living in, we've moved pretty far away, depending especially on where people live, we've moved pretty far away from that uh, connection. And what's happening because of that is that people are, are walking against the river of life instead of going with the river of life. And the disconnection from nature and getting caught up in more of the technological world that we're living in right now is causing an incredible wealth of 
of illnesses on a physical level, but also on an emotional level, because we're not recognizing the truth of who we are, which is we're the same as all the nature beings that are out there right now. And, you know, I I don't want to oversimplify what's happening on the planet. Um, There's a lot of complex things that are happening uh, right now, but part of, I think, what would really be helpful is if we woke up every day and honored our connection with nature. So from a shamanic point of view, everything that exists is alive and has a spirit, and we can speak to the spirit that lives in all things. And earth is alive, and air is alive, and water is alive, and fire, as in the sun, is alive and these nature beings give us life. There would be no life, obviously, uh, without the food that we get on the earth, the air we breathe, the water we take in on all different levels, and absorbing the power of the sun. Um, energy comes from the sun, not from the electric companies. And so if we would get up every single day and just give thanks to the elements for the life uh, that they bring to us and help us to thrive and not just survive, I really believe that a lot of the climactic changes that we're seeing today uh, would not be so strong because the elements are talking to us right now. They're saying, wake up, acknowledge us. You don't pollute that which gives us life, you know, which is what we're doing in a modern technological world right now. And so nature has so much to teach us. There's so much wisdom that nature has to teach us about how we can turn our lives around and live a life of honor and respect for everything that's alive and also how to improve the quality of our own health on a physical and emotional level. I like to think of nature, being in nature as healing balm. You know, I think everybody can relate to that, whether you live in the city or the country as soon as you can disconnect from the busyness of your life and all the technology that follows us everywhere and all that noise uh, that comes from it, we can really relax into ourselves and we start to relax into a natural rhythm where right now most of us are not living in a natural uh, rhythm. And so it's really key for us to be able to sink back into the heartbeat of the earth and really connect with that heartbeat. Our lives can be lived more gracefully if we step into that naturalness that is nature. And that means reattuning ourselves to the cycles and rhythms and understanding that the mystery, the organically growing mystery that occurs through life is trying to move through us. And that's something that ancient indigenous and matriarchal cultures always recognized. They valued the mystery and they valued the deep feminine nature of the earth and they valued the cycles. Whereas I don't know that moving forward children and, and 
the stories are being carried forward with that type of rich culture Mm. that is our naturalness. When we look at nature and we look at this creative feminine force, why is it that we can still feel separate from this deep feminine power, although it resides so deeply within us? Well, the truth of the matter is that the fact that we feel separate is an illusion uh, because every minute of our life is actually being ruled by nature's cycles. And so I oftentimes talk about um, the moon and and the power of connecting with the moon itself and, and her cycles. In some indigenous traditions, the moon is seen as masculine, and in some it's feminine. So, you know, it's really what calls you on an intuitive level. But we are mostly water. Um, our bodies are made up of uh, water, and we are water beings living on a water planet. And we already know how the moon um, affects the tides. And so being water beings ourselves, the moon is affecting us on a daily basis. Whether we believe we're separate from the moon or not is is not even part of the conversation because, again, we're ruled by nature. We're part of nature's cycles, whether um, in our own minds, we we feel ourselves as separate because of living in urban environments. And again, you know, I keep repeating in a, a technological culture. And so if we could just start to notice and keep a journal or write down some words of how we feel as we watch ourselves go through different phases of the moon and start to realign how we live our lives. And and so what I find is, you know, people start to read books and they start to look at how I should be feeling on the full moon, how I should be feeling on the new moon. But basically, we're all unique beings. And some people are very extroverted and really creative during the full moon. And some people feel like they need to pull more inside of themselves and uh, be a little bit more inner-directed and focus more on their inner world during the full moon. And the same is true in the new moon. Some people are like excited and filled with all this energy on the new moon. And some people feel, again, drawn into their inner world. And so if you're trying to be extroverted in a time when your own body is calling you within it's obvious that it's going to put a particular stress on your body. So to be able to be able to dive in and really notice and realign our priorities in life at different phases of the moon of, well, I'm going to schedule more social things when I feel the moon cycle supports me in being more extroverted. And I'm going to schedule more time at home and more time in nature um, in solitude at those times of the moon phases where I'm being called within. It's the same with the seasons. I started writing about uh, the seasons back in 
the early 1990s in my second book, and I wrote how I am a fall and winter person. I am at my highest energy, and in the spring and summer, I want to hibernate just like a bear. And I received hundreds and hundreds of letters from people sharing that they experienced the same thing that I did, and they never heard anybody else talk about it before. And so um, we are these beings that are nature, and the different rhythms call us in different ways, and we have to find for ourselves how we can reprioritize our life to um, work with the different seasons and the cycles of the moon so that we start to regain a sense of health and balance and that we're living our lives more in harmony. And it becomes very obvious when you make some simple changes that just allow you to honor where you are at different cycles of the moon and different seasons without feeling that you need to be on 24-7, which is basically what our society teaches us. Um, is, my guest you know, today is my guest today is Sandra Ingerman, and she is the co-author of a book entitled "Speaking with Nature: Awakening to the Deep Wisdom of the Earth," along with Lynn Roberts. The feminine principle is known by many names. She is associated with dreaming and the unconscious, with darkness, the earth, and its plants and animals. The sacred feminine embodies spirit and mystery. She connects us with power, fertility, and sensuality with water as well as solitude, with incubation, death, and death's partner, rebirth, reviver of the dead, nurturer of life, and the inner worlds of feeling, sensing, and intuiting. The deep feminine is an alchemical muse. Sandra and Lynn wrote this personal way about nature beings that called to them, and they have shared inspired stories of the land, skies, and waters where they each live, along with exploring the physical traits and habitats of these and other earthly creatures throughout this book. Sandra is the author of 10 books and 7 audio programs, and you can find out more at sandraingerman.com. And Lynn Roberts is an award-winning author and prominent teacher of healing and shamanism as well. And you can find out more about her at lynnroberts.com. That's L-L-Y-N, roberts.com. We'll be right back with Sandra Ingerman and more Speaking with Nature right after this. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts and topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. 
Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Nature contains many contrasts, among them both masculine and feminine aspects. Perceiving a need for more balance in the world, we both choose to focus on the feminine aspects to tell stories of the beauty and power of the feminine. At the same time, we acknowledge the divine masculine that is part of all nature. The divine feminine embraces us, holds us in love and support, and teaches us about the power of compassion. The divine feminine also cuts through illusions to where we need to release and surrender. We are a part of this great earth and part of all of the cycles of change that go along with being creatures of nature. Many of us have disconnected from nature's cycles and rhythms, but our health and well-being demand that we remember we are one with nature and that we live from that connection. This is from Sandra Ingram's, Ingram's book, Speaking with Nature, Awakening to the Deep Wisdom of the Earth. She has co-authored this with Lynn Roberts. Sandra, we were talking a little bit about how we are nature, and you spoke about the body And it seems that this body is also that earthen vessel that is nature. And when we deeply connect to our body, only then can we truly connect to many of the symbols that you and Lynn speak about throughout the book, whether it's owls or worms or wolves or mist or sand or silt. It's it's these things outside of us that we find our resonance with because we deeply listen to this body, earthen body that we have as our vessel Talk about the deepening within our own body to be able to really trust the messages and understanding that these symbols and signs illustrate beyond what someone might go look up on the Internet or go search out in a book, because they also speak to us individually from what I have gathered myself. Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, in our culture, there's been so much trauma for so many people, uh, men and women, we, we don't distinguish um, how much trauma has happened to humans as we've grown up in this society. And so what has happened for so many people is that we don't really acknowledge our bodies or recognize our bodies, and we're always trying to escape our bodies because oftentimes there are memories that become uncomfortable for us as we deepen our connection with our own self and really embody ourselves. And once we start to go out into nature a bit, whether it's a park or out in uh, the deepest parts of nature, we can start to feel ourselves coming back home to ourselves again and that our bodies are actually these amazing vessels that carry our spirit through life and that we were born with these amazing senses of being able to see and feel and 
taste and smell and hear the amazing um, beauty of nature where from a spiritual level, when we're out of our body, we miss that sensory input, which is so important. And once we can get in touch with that sensory input and really gaze upon the uh, beauty of the colors and really open up our invisible ears to listen to the messages that nature is bringing to us and smell the smells of the fragrances, then we start to open up to that magic where nature can start to begin to speak to us and we can uh, tap into it on a deep intuitive level, but we have to get into our bodies first. Most definitely. And oftentimes as we get into our bodies or we look at our lives, there are these ebbs and flows where things have to be released and and sometimes it looks like a death is happening or we're having to give up or surrender something. And nature shows us a lot about death, but it illustrates that it's not an end, it's actually a transition and that there will always be new birth that comes. Talk a little bit about that lesson that nature provides and what its essence really is when it speaks about death. Well, that goes back to the cycles that we were talking about and the seasons where we're constantly uh, going through the cycle of death and rebirth. We move into fall and winter and that which has bloomed and blossomed in the spring and summer goes back into the earth again where the earth starts to regenerate and and then we move back into that uh, rebirth process again. And I think that, that one of the things that's happening for people right now is part of what nature uh, teaches us about is the power of disintegration because it's through the death and it's through the disintegration that something new can be born and uh, reemerge. And so in shamanism, we talk about a process of dismemberment that is a death that's very similar to what occurs in nature. And part of the process is that after the disintegration happens, that's when we move into a place of illumination, which is reflected back to us by that new birth that we um, find so exquisite as we move into uh, the spring and the summer of the cycle of life. And right now what we're seeing is people are getting lost in the fear of the disintegration without staying on the path and moving to uh, the process of illumination where so much new is born into our lives just like it is in nature. Oftentimes people talk about us going through the fire and they speak about it as being a difficult time where we're really tested and challenged and and that sort of thing. In the last segment, you spoke about the elements and how they are living and breathing and within us as well as surrounding us and guiding us. In the book, you speak of the, uh, the fire being that form of the sun that gives us the energy, and you speak about the water 
being the place where we grew in the womb and protecting us and transporting the nutrients and also nourishing and cleansing. Talk a little bit about how each element appears and truly speaks to us on a soul level. Well, water did hold us while we were in the womb, and then it water breaks and carries us out into the world where we're greeted by air, the very first living being uh, that greets us. We oftentimes talk about bonding with <clears throat> our parents and the first beings who welcome us into the world, but actually air is the very first living being that we bond with. And the earth um, carries us throughout life on so many different levels and brings us to a place of awe and wonder uh, by all the beauty of the earth. And again, the fire really feeds our soul and reflects back to us our passion for life because uh, fire is always giving, giving, giving through the power of the sun. But you bring up a really good point around the initiation that we're going through right now as we're all being asked to walk through the fire together. And initiation in shamanism is all about recognizing that a change is happening in our life. And so, again, it goes back to how nature, um, everything in nature dies, but it's not an end. It brings us to a new beginning and spirals us into a new rebirth. And as we walk through the fire, the one thing that you cannot do for any of you out there who have done fire walking know this is you can't stop in the middle of a fire walk and get caught up in your mind because it's the, it's our spirit that carries us through the fire and it's our spirit that carries us through the initiations of life. And this is something that is reflected back to us by nature is how to stay in that flow and not stop the flow, but to allow ourselves to be sculpted into these radiant spiritual beings that the fire and all the other elements contribute into sculpting away those parts of ourselves that are inauthentic so that our own spiritual light can shine through. The practice of shamanism teaches that there is a deeper reality to our visible and tangible world. In those hidden realms are helping spirits who have deep compassion and love for us as we grow, evolve, and navigate our way through life. The helping spirits might appear in the form of an animal, a plant, a tree, or even an insect. There are also mythological beings, the spirit of the elements, the hidden folk, nature beings we can't see with the naked eye, that might guide us. As we learn how to move into heightened states of awareness, we can speak to the spirit that lives in all things, even the seemingly inanimate ones, such as rocks and crystals, and to all the nature spirits we have grown to love. There are also helping spirits who appear to us as teacher in human form, who might appear as a god or goddess, an ancestral helping spirit, or a legendary figure. Shamans perform what is called a shamanic journey to enter the hidden realms of what some cultures refer to as the other world or the dream time. There are, however, many ways to travel into the hidden and invisible realms and access the spirits who provide healing and deep spiritual guidance. Nature is one doorway into these realms. 
This is written by Sandra Ingerman in her book, Speaking with Nature, Awakening to the Deep Wisdom of the Earth, co-written with Lynn Roberts. You can find out more about these beautiful and respected shamanic teachers. Sandra Ingerman gives workshops internationally on shamanic journeying, healing, and soul retrieval. She is the author of eight books, including Awakening to the Spirit World and Soul Retrieval, and lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Lynn Roberts is an acclaimed teacher of a healing and shamanism who facilitates sacred journeys to work with indigenous people throughout the world. She teaches at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, and at Esalen in Big Sur. The award-winning author of several books, including Shamanic Reiki and Shapeshifting into Higher Consciousness. She lives near the whole rainforest in Washington State. You can find out more about them at their website. And Sandra's is sandraingerman.com. And Lynn's is lynnroberts.com. And that's a Lynn with two L's, L-L-Y-N. We'll be right back with Sandra Ingerman. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. As we move into this last segment, I want you to close your eyes and take a few long deep breaths, very deeply into your body. With each slow exhale, leave your ordinary thoughts behind. Allow your imagination to take you to the northern region of the Arctic. You are now in an environment of deep snow and ice. Without the intrusion of power lines, the airwaves are still and silent. There's a deep power in the stillness of Mother Earth. Look around you and take in the beauty of the snowy terrain. And breathe. Feel yourself standing on the frozen earth. Allow the ground, although the ground is frozen, the molecules within are in constant movement. Life is always in constant movement. Breathe deeply, taking several deep breaths and taking in the clean, fresh, cold air. 
Imagine what the air would taste like in your mouth. Feel the cool air traveling down your throat and into your lungs. Touch the snow and ice with your fingers and feel the coldness and the texture. Notice how your heartbeat changes as you connect with the majesty of nature, the majesty of this land, and listen to the silence and breathe. Experience a state of wonder as you go farther into the landscape, filled with a deep mystery As you move forward, notice one of the inhabitants of the Arctic, the snowy owl, swooping in for a landing. The powerful presence of the snowy owl in nature, or even its image, is breathtaking. Let yourself delight in the owl's intense beaming eyes, those yellow eyes, soft, regal feathers. Notice the white feathers that allow the snowy owl to blend into the frozen landscape of the Arctic snow and ice, hidden from both predators and prey. Fully experience the great beauty of the power of snowy owl and breathe, taking several more deep breaths, allowing any messages to come forward and bringing your awareness back into the physical space where you started. As you move through the book, Speaking with Nature, Awakening to the Deep Wisdom of the Earth, you are taken into stories and shown the symbolism of many nature animals, spirits, and places. And as you do so, you're given the symbolism, the mythology, the story, and the wisdom of both Sandra Ingerman and Lynn Roberts as they help you to understand our deep connection to nature and the natural elements. In this particular case, the snowy owl brought forth messages. And one of its messages was about the radar and the internal radar that we are here to allow. Sandra, talk about how these guiding messages of the different animals or insects or birds, uh, even trees, rocks, anything that we come across, how if we really center ourselves, there will be a special message that will allow us to move forward and how all of the signs, in a sense, are also part of that GPS that we have Mm -hmm. to know how to move in the situations and experiences that we are encountering in our lives. Yeah. um, Back in the, the 1980s, I was going through a period in in my life where I kind of felt like <clears throat> I kept getting um, hit by the universal two-by-four where I just wasn't paying attention uh, to the signs that the universe was trying to give me and my life was really going downhill. And so <clears throat> I put out a call to the universe. You know, I still remember that that in the middle of the night of would you please give me messages in a more gentle way so, you know, that I I wasn't finding myself um, being challenged so heavily and missing the signs that I was given. 
And when I set that intention, when I set that really strong intention, everything in my life changed. And I started to notice that every minute of our day as we walk, and it doesn't matter if we're in nature itself, it can also be on a city street while we're going to work, uh, we might be thinking about a decision that we have to make in life. And you're thinking about your decision and you're walking down the city street to the bus or the subway and all of a sudden um, the, the sky was filled with clouds and as you think about this decision, the clouds part and the sun comes down and the rays come down on you and you might not notice them but once you become aware of how nature is actually lighting every step of our path, and it does this by presenting us with signs and omens, you do start to notice when the clouds part and the the sun shines or when all of a sudden a butterfly lands on your uh, shoulder or a drizzle, the sky was really clear and you're making a decision um, and a drizzle comes down, which in shamanism is seen as a blessing. Any kind of rain is, is a blessing. Or you're walking and a rainbow appears in the sky or um, you're thinking about something and an animal that you really love just crosses your path right at that moment. If you raise your awareness, and you, you only have to do this by setting an intention. There's no magic to this. It's setting an intention. Be willing to be embodied because you can't, you can't notice the signs that nature is showing you, again, if you're out of your body. But if you're truly in your body and open to your full sensory awareness, all of a sudden you notice that pretty much every moment of your day, nature is speaking to you and helping to light your way. I um, so resonate with what you're saying. That's so much of what my own book, Conversations with the Universe, speaks about. And, And it truly does happen that way. For me, it was the exact same thing. It was that asking of, would you just show me a sign or tell me what I'm here to do or what did this all mean? And I discovered, too, like you, that it's not just one sign or symbol that shows up randomly as a coincidence or a synchronicity, but they are endless, and they literally are conversations that are happening all of the time that continuously lead and guide us. And it's not just even in our waking hours. It is also in our dream time. You have in the book that many of us are afraid to follow the mysterious trail of our dreams, or we dismiss them thinking they are fantasy. And then there are also times we make the error of thinking our dreams are ours alone. But our, our symbols and signs also show up in our dreams. And in shamanic work, you're working in dream time as well, or you're working in different dimensions that could be considered dream spheres. Talk a little bit about the dream spaces of when we are awake and when we are asleep. Well, um, a shaman is a man or woman who travels into the invisible realms, and uh, it sounds mysterious, but it's actually less mysterious um, in that there's other levels of dimension that are going on in our reality that people for 
tens of thousands of years have been awake to. And in our culture, we've fallen asleep as we grew up in a society that said, stop dreaming, Um, focus only on the tangible, what you can see, hear, feel, taste, smell, right here in this ordinary realm. The rest of it is just your imagination, and stop using your imagination, stop dreaming, get a real life, follow the status quo, Um, don't try and step out of the status quo or you'll bring too much attention to yourself. But um, for tens of thousands of years, people all over the world have been stepping into the wonder and the awe of these invisible realms that we experience uh, through visions during uh, the day when we consciously do some drumming or work with percussion to be able to make contact with uh, enormous uh, varieties of helping compassionate spirits who are trying to guide us in life. And we also step into the dream time, the other world, when we go to sleep at night, and that's where a lot of people uh, retrieve wisdom and healing and visions uh, for the next Step, um, in their life too and so there's this these whole other worlds that uh, bring a magic back to us because when you look at people's eyes right now in our culture there isn't a lot of light shining through uh, because we've deadened ourselves in order to stay as part of the status quo and once we allow ourselves to awaken up to the beauty of the hidden realms uh, during the day and at night uh, light comes back into our lives the power of spirit awakens in us and allows us also to experience the magic that we always are experiencing from being part of nature. As we move through many of the experiences in our lives, and and especially even now as we're moving through many of the things that are going through the disintegration process, as you called it, we are finding that there are skins that are shedding, oftentimes our personalities and our identities or letting ourselves go into this place where we start to see the world working in a different way. And we find ourselves entering a place that is called the void. And that place is oftentimes a place that people find scary because they don't quite know what's coming and and they want to cling to what they had, but they can no longer. You write in the book that the void is the territory prior to creation In Buddhist teachings, the void is seen as empty, yet full. The void is a powerful territory to experience. It is the place from which form and light are birthed. While in the void, one is surrounded by complete blackness, filled with unpotentiated energy. Anything can be created from this place. Once visiting and working with the void, it becomes obvious that scarcity is a human-made concept. Only unlimited possibilities can be manifested from the void. So talk a little bit about how spirit births into form through the void and how we have that capacity to embody spirit and work within the realm of the void to allow creation to come through us. Well, I had this incredibly powerful experience in Egypt that might uh, 
share a little bit metaphorically about what happens in the void. And our group had the opportunity to sit with the Sphinx. And I was dressed all in black, as um, I always do when I, I travel, and it was really, really hot. And so I was dealing with a bit of heat exhaustion, and I was trying to find some shade desperately. And so I crouched down, I leaned up against the Sphinx, and I crouched down, and I put my hat over my eyes just to get a little bit of shade And as I did this, I had this incredible, spontaneous vision where I was taken into the void. And I've spent a lot of time in the void. It's a place where I do my dreaming work, my manifestation work. And I was taken into the void, and I was shown the face of a baby, a tiny baby kitten starting to form. And the face started to form, and then the body started to form, and then all of a sudden there was um, kind of like jello where the the void started to uh, vibrate, allowing that cat to uh, all of a sudden pop out of the void and be brought to this earth, be born on the earth. And the message that I got as I was sitting with the Sphinx was I was just shown the very first time Cat was born in, in the world. And so the void is the place of so much unpotentiated energy. It's where we can travel to and we can start to see, hear, feel, taste, smell our dreams, what we want for ourselves and what we want for the, the planet to start to form. And then once it forms into the void, it has the opportunity to a uh, doorway opens up and manifests into form on this great earth. As individuals move through the book, Speaking with Nature, what they encounter are dialogues from Lynn and things that she experienced and then reflections from you on the same. In addition to a mixture of different spirits or goddesses, and there are everything from birds to plants to springs and mists and earthworms. How do you suggest people move through the book and talk a little bit about the practices that are within each chapter to help people deepen into themselves and also into this communion that they can have with all of nature and all of life? Well, uh, Lynn and I, uh, our intention in, in writing the book was not to lecture about how nature speaks to us, but we both wanted to show Lynn lives, lives in the uh, Ho Rainforest, and I live in the high desert of New Mexico, such incredibly different places. And so we use the the, um, traditional form of storytelling, which is used in shamanism to teach lessons of, um, I would talk about uh, how I would meet an earthworm uh, during my walk and, and all the different stories that are true about how what earthworm 
contributes to the web of life and how important it is for all of life and that there would be no life without the earthworms burrowing through the earth and making it fertile so that uh, plants uh, grow that um, help us to survive on, on all different levels, whether it's through food or through medicine. And so we were trying to show how um, you too can take a walk in nature and start to notice something just out of the corner of your eye that's calling to you a plant or a moss or a tree and how you can just sit with it and close your eyes and go into a place of silence and all of a sudden feel your vibration becoming one with that nature being and a conversation all of a sudden happening where you might see an image in your eye, um, in your in your third eye, or you might hear a message coming through your invisible ears, or you might feel a, a knowing in your bones, in your body, as you sit and communicate with these nature beings. And again, um, all of a sudden, your life opens up to the, the deepness and richness to what, all the beauty and exquisite forms that we live with and how much teaching they have to give us, whether they're the small, tiny little beings that crawl around the earth or those great big beings that have so much to share in the power of their stance in life. Well, I want to thank you, Sandra, uh, for the work that you and Lynn are doing and this beautiful book that has been birthed. I urge you to get Speaking with Nature, Awakening to the Deep Wisdom of the Earth. Spirit is birthed into form within and through the void, and many people experience the void when they transfigure into their divine light. It is powerful to work with the void during dreaming work. It is important to keep up your spiritual work and hold a good vision no matter what you see happening in the world. We are living in a time when the fabric of reality is unraveling. As we continue to examine unhealthy behaviors and lifestyle and ways we mistreat other humans, non-human living beings, and the environment, our dreams can start to create the new healthy fabric of reality. Instead of imagining the worst outcomes, let's use our imaginations to embrace a positive vision. The spiritual work we engage in supplies the power to create positive changes in the world. Let us join together as a global community to envision a healthy planet. We can learn from nature how to join together from a place of cooperation and collaboration to thrive and to sustain life. Let us join together in the spirit of cooperation and collaboration with the power of focused intent to dream into being a beautiful and healthy new world. This, again, is from the book Speaking with Nature by Sandra Ingerman and Lynn Roberts. You can find out more about them at lynnroberts.com or sandraingerman.com. That's Sandra, I-N-G-E-R-M-A-N.com. My guest next week is Richard Rudd, and we're going to dive beyond the Venus sequence and the pearl and discover what he's up to now, deeper into the realms of spirit. Until then, in love of love, with love and as love, I am Simran. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. 
your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Zimron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.